Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break, and we are here to help moms gain confidence and know that you are doing enough in your homeschool. Right now, we're in the middle of a really cool series, Planning with Purpose in 2023, because what I find is a lot of times we, I watched, I was guilty of this, I would plan I would plan, but I didn't always know the end goal. It wasn't until about halfway through my 10-year homeschooling journey that I figured out what our real goal was for our kids to grow up, to think critically and biblically, and to have the tools and love of learning for a lifetime. And so those are the things that I wanted to instill in my kids. What are the things you want to instill in your kids? Whatever they are, that will add purpose when you actually choose activities, choose books, choose curriculum to fulfill that. So today we are going to dive right in. And if you haven't heard me, you know, um, you may not have heard that we are offering a free masterclass. I forgot to put the link in there. We are offering a free masterclass and it is called Four Steps to Raising Christian Leaders. I was going to grab the link. Um, And so in this class, we will be covering four steps, and one of those steps is something that we are going to talk about today. So I'm going to give you one really cool idea, but I think you will also want um, to hear some of the ideas that we share in this free class. So be sure to check the show notes or check the comments wherever you are listening, and that will give you the ideas of how to, um, to sign up. And it's completely free because I am all about raising our kids to lead well for Jesus Christ. So if you're listening, whether you're listening on the podcast, the replay or the live, leave me a message and tell me if you have a goal that you want to sort of focus on to plan with purpose in 2023. If you know what it is and you want to share it, do that as well. I would love to hear what you have to say and find out just where everyone is, because I know sometimes we're on highs and sometimes we're on lows as well. So that is tomorrow's free class. Have you signed up? Let's just talk about this. We are talking about planning with purpose to give your kids a love of learning. But we need to take a step back and then we're going to dive into this one strategy. And I'm going to give you lots of ways to implement it. But this one strategy that I think can really help you plan with purpose. Before we do that, let's talk about what is leadership. Because I believe that most of us want our kids to be leaders and not always followers. Not just follow the crowd all the time. And so I think it's really important that we think, what is a leader? Leave a message wherever you are listening to and let me know what you think that a leader would be. What is leadership? And that would be awesome to hear what you have to say. I will tell you what I think. Leadership is just influencing others. It's nothing more, nothing less. This is what John Maxwell has to say. And I think it's important. Sometimes we think, well, our kids aren't going to grow up to be president of the United States or even the mayor of the city. You're right. But we all have influence. And that is what leadership is. And so I think it's important that we raise our kids to lead well, to be able to solve problems and do all sorts of things. So let's do a check. Instead of the typical leadership checklist, whatever that happens to be in the greatest leadership book, 
let's talk about what qualities we believe leaders need. Leave a comment and let me know what qualities do you think leaders need to lead well. A few things that I have thought of over uh, the time is I think leaders need to be able to solve problems. They need to be able to influence wealth, influence for Jesus Christ. They need to be lifetime learners. Let's face it, if you look at leaders, they are constantly learning. They are not still relying. Let's say they're a 50-year-old leader. They're not relying on something they learned in college. They are learning and they are staying current. Do your kids have that desire? And do they have the tools to even know how to learn and keep learning themselves? And then finally, I believe leaders have a love of learning. So let's talk about how we can encourage our kids to love learning without even having to travel anywhere. Staying right where you live. Even if you live in the country, you could do this. So what is one tip to inspire love of learning? I would say local events or anything going on right around you. And even if you live in the country, more than likely you drive into town at least once a week, maybe to get groceries, maybe to gas up the car. But let's think about it. I'm going to talk about my town, then you can apply it because you may live in a small town. We live, I think, in a mid-sized town. We don't live, I mean, we live an hour and a half from Houston, gigantic I don't know how many people live there. I just was in Dallas-Fort Worth area this weekend for my grandson's um, dedication. They were dedicating him to raise him up and give him back to the Lord. And then Austin's an hour and a half, and it's even bigger than our town as well. So let me talk about my town, and then you can apply it. For us, we actually do have the George Bush Library, the older George Bush. It is right there. You may not have a a library or museum that that's big but you know if i when we were homeschooling we got the family membership and at the time we could go anytime we could take the whole family for free anytime we wanted to so anytime there were visitors coming in that was an easy thing to go do there are always traveling exhibits we took our kids to listen to all sorts of international speakers some of them were national but a lot of them were international as well condoleezza rice she was secretary of state i believe laura bush the wife of the president of the united states colin powell i know secretary of state and there were many others that um, kissinger henry kissinger came as well we have had some pretty awesome speakers now you may not be able to do that and you may be going i don't have that okay then get on youtube find some current speeches current events that are going on and go listen to someone a top-notch quality speaker that's in line with your views now if your kids are older i believe it's important that you listen to both views and then let them work through the differences and maybe come to their own conclusions do this at home before you you know let them out and let them have processed with you how do you listen to two sides of an issue so this is something, let them choose a topic that they're interested in. And there are plenty of topics out there right now that you could go um, find. So that's one thing. I'm going to talk about how you apply this in a minute. So just stick with me. If you are multitasking, come back right now. Um, you can do this in your own hometown. I th Most all libraries have story times. That's for younger kids. But even some activities for elementary kids or book clubs, that type of thing. 
Ours actually has a junior high young adults book club as well. There are probably museums somewhere nearby because when our town was about a fourth the size that it is today, we still had a children's museum and a natural museum of history. And so I think there's a lot that could be go on. Those continue to work. I think there's a veterans museum here. There's a Vietnam statue downtown at our library. There are a lot of things that we just forget are nearby. Another thing is just go to your downtown and look at the history there. You know, you may have to do some research to be able to find out what it is. But I know our downtown Bryan has a lot of history because they are revitalizing this area that has been dead for decades. When I was there, you would not even walk down to that end of downtown because it was dangerous. I live in Bryan College Station. Go over to College Station or in Bryan. Go visit your your first responders. Go visit a fire station, a police station. Go visit a hospital. Or maybe just go visit a bakery if your kids are interested in baking. There are just so many regular life things that you could do in your area that are fun ways to learn. So pick a topic. Actually, you don't pick the topic. Like your kids pick a topic. Pick that. Now here's some ideas to tie it into learning to make it educational. Before you go, I would encourage you to have a read aloud book that it could be a fiction book about setting. Like, let's say you're going to, um, there is a special uh, exhibit in natural history about the pioneers. Read maybe A Little House on the Prairie. It could be a fiction or it could be a nonfiction about how they actually traveled over the Oregon Trail. There's all sorts of books that you can read. So find a book that you can read out loud. And then if you find one that are on your kids' level, let them read them independently. It doesn't have to be a difficult book. It can be a picture book for a fifth grader, but it could still have good content about the topic. Go to the thing and participate in whatever the speech is or the event is. It could actually be a summer festival, a fall festival. Spring is around the corner. We have the Blue Bonnet Festival. So there's a lot of things you could do and encourage that. Maybe come home and watch some videos that relate to that as well. And then I would have them do some sort of concluding project, some sort of hands-on project. Let's say it is pioneers. Maybe they make butter. Maybe your kids are in, you have some girls that want a quilt. Maybe your boys, Hunter actually liked the um, rug punch hug thing. And he made one, I don't remember. It was a guy's thing, but um, there are lots of things that you could do. Maybe you're not into that and all the craftsy stuff. Maybe you're not into fabric. You could still design a quilt on a piece of paper. There are a lot of things that you could do as well. I wish I had. A Pioneer just came out of my head. I didn't plan that, but I do have um, some books, and I will try to share them here today, um, some pictures of them so that you could see if that's something you're interested in. But let your kids come up with some concluding project. I always want to include food, so making butter would be so cool. Then make some bread. If you're not into bread making, go buy some bread. Make some biscuits. If you're not into that, go buy a pop out of the can. And let your kids use your butter. Make some pancakes, waffles. It does not have to be difficult, but let them enjoy whatever it is they have done. Those are fun ways. Now, does that mean every day you're doing this? No. This activity would be something I would say might take a whole month. And you're just doing a little bit, you know, two or three times a week. 
until you maybe get to week two or three, you go to that event, that activity, and then weeks three and four, you come up with that hands-on. Maybe your kids are writers and they want to write about whatever it is. Maybe they are speakers and they want to make a video. Believe me, there are all sorts of ways to present the information that they learn. Plus, what a fun way to present it for Grandma and Grandpa, especially if Grandma and Grandpa are a little hesitant about homeschooling. Why do it this way? I believe when you have hands-on activities, your kids learn so much more. Now, I know we all learn differently. Some are visual learners, some are auditorial, some are tactile, hands-on. Even no matter what, hands-on is going to require reading, visual. It's going to require listening to mom and dad or a video on a how to do it. There's all sorts of things. They're seeing and touching, and usually that just drives it deeper down into the person that's doing it. It becomes more of who they are. Another thing is if you do go to any of these types of museums, generally speaking, there are docents. Too often, my kids listen to the docents better than they did me. They would listen to the video better than they did me. Um, I'm thinking about this too, like um, at Thanksgiving, my grandkids, we were all interested in turkeys and everything. And so I just found a video on YouTube about turkeys. And this lady went to a turkey farm and we learned so much about turkeys, how they roost, how they could just cross the road, how they would protect their young. Most of the time they don't sleep on the ground because they sleep roosting. But if they had babies, they would find a safe place and protect the babies. Who would have known? Oh, my grandkids learn so much just from that one video. So there really are a lot of fun ways that you can actually learn that aren't just read a book and answer questions. Now, if you have other ideas, please leave a comment wherever you are listening to this. I would love to hear what your ideas are, how you plan with purpose to give your kids a love of learning. So let's draw this all back. Again, if you're multitasking, come back to me and listen to this. We started with what is leadership and planning with purpose. I told you is about five years into my 10 year journey that we realized we want to raise our kids to think critically and biblically and to have the tools of learning and a love of learning for a lifetime. So why does this plan with purpose? Why does going to local events or local places fit? Because I wanted my kids to love learning and have the tools of learning. We could eventually even pull in the thinking critically and thinking biblically, depending on the topic. But to begin with, this was a way that we could encourage our kids to love learning. Does that mean they loved every kind of learning? No. But this was a way, just baby steps, that they could continue to love learning. What are you going to do this week to plan with purpose in 2023 and give your kids a love of learning? Leave a comment and let me know what you think. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would just leave a review. We are really working. This is a brand new podcast, and I would really enjoy it if you would do that. Now, don't forget, tomorrow is our, actually, tomorrow and the next day, you can choose which day. That is our free masterclass, Four Steps to Raising Christian Leaders in Your Homeschool. And this is for stay-at-home moms with one kid or multiple kids. If you're a working mom and about to pull your hair out because you can't balance it out, you're a Christian mom that you really want to give more purpose and intention to your kids growing up, or maybe you're just a frustrated mom, and you may not even be a homeschool mom, but it may be something that would really be able to help you as you raise your kids to lead for Jesus 
instead of following the crowd. Anyway, you can go to howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash the number four steps. Oh, great. I thought I had more battery than that. Um, the number four steps, and then you would be able to um, to be able to um, to register. I know what happened. I just hit the electricity and the lights went out. So that's why the video just went down in darkness. All right, well, I'm going to end here. This is Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child, but more importantly, Homeschool Coffee Break. We are helping moms gain confidence and know they are doing enough in their homeschool. We'll talk to you later.